the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Candidates debate tonight. Do not fail to miss it. Yep, there will be 10 Democrats uh, debating tonight. And as I said, I will be doing my best not to fail to miss it. I'll get the highlights. I really don't know how anybody could sit through it. Of course, there's no need for anybody who has no intention of voting for any of them to watch. And why would anybody want to watch 10 people try to figure out different ways to call Donald Trump a racist? That's what they're going to be. That's what they're going to do. Um, or who can come up with, you know, who's going to come up with more ways to give everybody everything for free? I mean, everything. Don't pay for anything. And as I've said from the beginning, I am holding out for shoes and maybe pants. Free shoes, free pants. I'm I, One of these nights, one of them is going to offer one or the other or both. And by the way, coming up in our second half hour, we're going to have some amazing numbers on the amount of money that colleges are spending or wasting on diversity departments. Uh, and coming up, and there's, there's a lot of talk about that, too. You'll hear that tonight, too. Uh, debate on uh, the, the, the debt, the college debt, the, and uh, how to pay it back, and free college, and blah, blah, blah. And coming up after this uh, segment in a few minutes, after the break, we're going to have some amazing numbers on just how much the Green New Deal would cost everybody in America, every family in America. But what are the chances that anybody from CNN is going to press any candidate on how much they believe in the Green New Deal and how they're going to pay for it? Um, Bernie Sanders goes head-to-head with Elizabeth Warren tonight for the first time. Uh, Maybe that's uh, worth watching just to see who could offer the most free stuff. Again, pants, shoes. I'm waiting for that. Food, maybe, but pants and shoes. How about John Delaney, uh, Steve Bullock, and John Hickenlooper? They're in the debate tonight, and if you added up their poll numbers, they'd still owe points. And uh, the question tonight will be, after tonight, will there be anybody who's heard of any of them outside of their home states? The only way any of them is going to get any boost from the debate is if they get someone in a headlock up on stage and get noticed, or maybe threaten to punch one of the questioners. Uh, Joe Biden's not there tonight, neither is Kamala Harris. Don't fail to miss them tomorrow night. But all the candidates on stage tonight, uh, the, my, the question should be, who will come up with the best apology uh, for the, you know, racism and, and, and apologize for being um, just Democrats? Um, Robert O'Rourke gets another shot tonight. He was considered one of the front runners for about uh, 15 minutes. Now he's struggling to get to zero in the polls. He needs to, he owes some points, too. And I'm told tonight that he's going to promise not to try to get away with calling himself Beto, Beto, anymore. Pete Buttigieg is on tonight, too. Uh, He's apparently planning to announce that he's still gay. And when the debate is over, will the CNN moderators make sure that they give every candidate a big hug? I can think of of a lot of questions to ask, a lot that I'd like to ask tonight. But my first question would be about the biological male who's demanding that women give him a Brazilian wax. I'd like to ask each candidate where they stand on that issue, and I'm 100% serious. I'd want to see him squirm. If you watch, let me know how it turns out, will you? When we come back, we'll give you the latest tab on the Green New Deal. Yeah. 
storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsruspittsburgh.com. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, and so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you, so it's really good in that everybody has human beings being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man, take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky All Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining The Answers, Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just go to our website for more details and registration information at theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, there's a decent chance that the Green New Deal will come up at the debate tonight, but the chances of any candidate being able to explain how it's going to be paid for are pretty slim. Power of the Future just released a new study that calculates exactly how much it will cost your family especially in the first year, if this thing would go through. And every other family in the U.S. is going to have to pay a ton, too. Daniel Turner of Power of the Future joins us now. Daniel, thanks for coming back on with us. John, thanks for having me on again. Always great to be with you. So uh, how did you tabulate this over there at, um, at Power of the Future? Yeah, and I, I think you give a great intro. No one is going to talk about how this thing is paid for. And, you know, good intentions can only go so far, right? Eventually someone has to pay for 
these proposals. So we looked at the Green New Deal as it was written. And first off, it's impossible to score the entire thing because your listeners and you remember there are things like universal health care and guaranteed jobs and gender and racial justice. I don't know how mm-hmm. to put a price tag on gender justice. No. So we focused just on the energy component because that's what my organization deals with is energy. Yep. And we did it in five states, Pencil being, uh, being one of them. And we looked at what would it cost to retrofit every house because that's part of the Green New Deal. Every house has to be turned green. What would it cost to replace every vehicle with an electric vehicle, because that's in the Green New Deal as well? And what would that do to general electricity costs when it came to home ownership and things like shipping and transportation? Because, look, Amazon's still going to deliver, but it's going to cost you an awful lot more money if they're not able to truck that thing around town. They have to put it on a little tiny rinky-dinky electric battery. And the tabulation, the numbers are so absurd, your, your, your listeners would be shocked. So let's, uh, let's uh, lay it on us. How much will it cost each family here in Pennsylvania? Yeah, so just in the very, very first year in Pennsylvania, it's going to cost every household over $70,000. This is just the initial, uh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you've got to now use this type of uh, coupling this type of fitting, you've got to rechange all of your pipes or your electric wires. So in the first year, it's seventy thousand dollars. For the next five years, it is around forty-five thousand dollars per household, and then in perpetuity, it is close to forty thousand dollars. So basically, what we're saying: if you live in Allegheny County, Westmoreland County, if you're a Pennsylvanian, the cost of living will be forty thousand dollars more expensive forever, because that is just what the Green New Deal will do to us. And I guess the the solution from the Democrats would be to just force companies to give everybody a $40,000 raise? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem is how do you pay for this? Because the government can only have, the government doesn't have enough money to pay for it, mm-hmm. but, but in individual households, they will need to get rid of their car. We can't possibly expect the government to give us a car, but you driving your F-150 pickup truck, you're going to have to be told to get rid of it and replace it with something else. So there is a loss of that vehicle, and then there is the new incurred cost of acquiring a new one. And when you add that to buses and and four-by-fours and all sorts of vehicles, the cost has become insurmountable. And like I said, this is just the energy component. We haven't talked about medical expenses. We haven't talked about uh, justice expenses, et cetera. Um, the, the price tag is to the point that literally every household will just be spending their paycheck to comply with Green New Deal laws. And what happens when you run these numbers by someone who's out there selling the Green New Deal? Yeah, of course they laugh at us, right? Um, I had a, a, a nasty radio host, a great radio host, that you're friendly to your guests, but I had a nasty one saying, well, what is your solution to the climate problem? And I, I responded, my job is not to come up with a solution. I don't know if we have a climate problem, but why am I the Yahoo for pointing out the fact that the left can't do math, right? And that's why I said early on that good intentions can only get us so far. It is fine to stand on the corner and scream health care for all and justice for all and jobs for all. But ultimately, the big boys and girls at the table are going to have to figure out how do we pay for these things. And when someone like AOC and Bernie Sanders says with seriousness and the full weight of government, that means laws and police with the point of a gun, when they say every building in Pennsylvania needs to be brought up to code by 2030, how are we going to pay for that? What is that going to look like? What is, where are the resources going to come from, the material, the labor, and ultimately who is writing the check? And that's why we are trying to raise this to the, to the highest levels to say, these folks want to be president of the United States, and they can't answer a simple budget question like this. Well, um, I, would, uh, I think they're, uh, tonight they're going to discourage CNN. Uh, at least I've heard some talk that you know, they don't want to ask any more of those raise-your-hand-if questions. Um, no. I, I forget what the last one was about. Uh, it was about uh, free uh, health care for illegal immigrants. Healthcare I think. for illegals, yeah. exactly. Um, and they all raised their hand, and then they all tried to dance around a little bit. At least some of them did. So if, they, if you were to ask the 20 candidates, 10 tonight, 10 tomorrow night, 
if they were in favor of the green, green uh, the Green New Deal, what would uh, the reaction be if they were asked to raise their hand if they were telling the truth? As of now, everyone but John Hickenlooper, the former governor of Colorado, every one of them has said they subscribe to the new the Green New Deal, and that's why we have to Pennsylvanians have to, in seriousness, when they come to the state, say. You subscribe to the Green New Deal, but it says that we have to do these things. How are we going to make this possible? And don't let them get away with it when they say, look, the climate and we have to, the children, and they will small talk you and babble about the the children and the birds and the water. No, no, no. This comes down to dollars and cents. You know, I am living up in Erie County or I'm in Warren County. This is the size of my house. This is the cost of my electric bill. How do I pay for a Green New Deal in my house? Yeah, well, I make $40,000 a year. You're telling me I need to come up with 75000 to retrofit my house? How? Well, I, you know, they're, they're, threatening, they're threatening the planet or threatening everybody in America with the end of the world. And I guess we're down to like 11 and a half years or 11 years, I don't know, five months uh, since she said it was 12 years. Um I think a lot of people, with given the choice of, of coming up with seventy thousand dollars a year or dying from climate change, they'd say, "Just shoot me," because I, exactly. I don't, I don't have seventy thousand bucks. Just shoot me and get it over with. You know exactly. And and if this is a global problem, because this is where again math and facts are what the left is never good at. They are wonderful at feelings, but they're terrible at math and facts. If this is a global problem. What is China's role in this? What is India's role in this? The, the, the uh, Saudi Arabia just announced that they're building this new metropolis in the middle of the desert. Uh, where, where is their Green New Deal, right? How come the UAE is building buildings so tall and, and, and you go to Dubai? Buzz Aldrin could walk to the moon, they're so tall. Where is their Green New Deal plan, yeah. right? Why are we as Americans always the one being punished? That's my question for them tonight on the stage. Why do you always want to punish us for the crimes of other countries? China pollutes, India pollutes, we do not. I wouldn't hold your breath, uh, Daniel, waiting for that question to be asked tonight. I I, I don't think that uh, anybody's going to ask you. We're talking to Daniel Turner of Power of the Future here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, so um, are your estimates conservative, these numbers you're throwing out? Absolutely. This is, a, this is an absolute minimum floor of just the energy component. We haven't talked about 80% of the Green New Deal as it is written. Um, so silly is the Green New Deal that even the, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office which its whole purpose is to come up with a price tag of legislation, even that office was, eh, we're not going to touch this one. Because even they recognize this is just silly and nonsensical. Let's call it that. If you really believed climate change was a deadly thing, and like you just said, 11 and a half years left, if you really believe that, wouldn't you bring serious proposals to the table? This basically says, let's all cut off our pinky and, and maybe we'll save the planet. Well, people aren't going to do that. They're not going to sacrifice their lives and their children and every penny in their pocketbook for this ethereal climate change. They're just not. So it's unserious. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, you can only propose something this ridiculous and impossible if you sell it as a life-or-death issue. If you don't do this, you're going to die. So, I mean, that's the only way it would ever make sense to anybody. So, exactly. So, they, so it comes with both components. Yeah, this may sound like it's really expensive, but we can't talk about cost because if we don't do it, we're all going to die in 11 and a half years. And then just remind your listeners about how, depending upon their age, how many years we've been hearing about this. You know, the first report I remember was from 1989. I was a sophomore in high school, and I actually changed my deodorant because they told us that aerosol <laughs> aerosol is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 30 years ago, and I lived, lived in New York, so I remember when, they, when the U.N. published this report, we had, we, by the year 2000, whole countries were going to be underwater. Seven feet of sea level we were going to have by the year 2000. Where is that? Uh, right? So they've been lying to us for, for, for decades because people make a lot of money off of it. Now, in other news, uh, and we're talking to Daniel Turner of Power of the Future, there's another piece on your site. I wasn't aware of this. Washington, D.C., the municipality, the city, 
has announced that it's going to mandate 100% renewable energy by 2032. That's kind of the new, the the green new deal, isn't it? Uh, uh, that's that's it's it would require that in order to have 100% renewable by then. That's uh, exactly. that's 12 and a half years, so that only gives us a year more than the other one does. <laughs> so if they hit it by 2032, I guess just in the nick of time, Washington D.C. will make a difference that the planet will not will not die. Uh, the good thing about this is that really Washington, D.C. has no such power because it's not an autonomous. The mayor thinks they're pow- she's powerful, the city council. I live in D.C., so I know this for a fact. It will never come into fruition because D.C. does not really have power. It really is the Congress who will just overturn this. But it shows you the tactics the Green movements have taken. They've never had a national appetite. They can't win on the Green New Deal on the national level. So they will bring it to the state level and the local level. And New York has a small Green New Deal. And California has a small Green New Deal. And I guarantee you there are a bunch of yahoos in, 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 in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, excuse me, uh, who are planning this exact same thing right now. And they're going to the governor and they're going to plot their own Green New Deal there. And, and let's hope they don't have any success. And D.C. has announced that uh, they plan to sue the oil companies? Yes. Yes, this is all part of, uh, this is very common of a lot of attorney generals, and our has, ours has subscribed to this as well, that the oil companies, it's following the model of the tobacco companies. Mm-hmm. You all knew that your product was bad, and therefore you are guilty for decades of crimes against the people. And so it is very common for attorneys general to sue oil companies. Really, it's the, re- the main reason why they're doing it is because uh, attorney generals want to run for higher office one day, and the cities and the municipalities are, are broke because they're run by leftists, and they're hoping to get a cash settlement because they need the money. I would guess that uh, Chevron is not, are not that the people at Chevron are not uh, quaking in their boots over the threat of being sued by DC. I, I, I just uh, somehow it doesn't no. seem like it's going to go very far. No, and I wish some of the oil companies. I, I wish they would have um, some of the the conviction that that others in have that I like to think I have and say, uh, if you don't like our product, well, then how about we'll just shut you off completely? You know, you can all start to walk to work. That's what annoys me about the green movement and why you know their mission is is false and their beliefs are all just a bunch of lies. Because in their personal life, they do not live Green New Deal. Bernie Sanders has multiple homes. Mm-hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez flies to New York, doesn't take Amtrak, right? Just look at the places where they have their climate change summits. It's in Kyoto, it's in Paris, it's in Warsaw. They're never going to Yemen or the Congo, right? They're not even staying at home and jumping on Skype. They're going to luxury resorts. It's all phony. It's all phony. And it never trusts a politician who in their personal life does not live what they want government to mandate that you live. That is a false person. So um, we've got about a minute and a half left here. I- I'm just wondering... Where do you see this going? I mean, look, it's fun to, for them to talk about it now. The, the actual election for president isn't for, uh, what, 16 more months, whatever it is. Um, but at some point, they're going to have to actually present this to real voters who are going to have to look at this and say, yeah, I, I, like, I want to vote for somebody who's going who's gonna to change my life like this and ruin the lives of my kids based on what they say is the end of the world if we don't. I mean, at some point, it's going yeah. when, when, when's it going to give, I guess? Um, you know, it, it's going to be a long time in coming because this is their mission. Um, they, the Green Movement is very well funded to continue to fight this. Um, and they're not going anywhere. They know they're not going to get a Green New Deal passed now um, or even in a short future because they just don't have the numbers. But incrementalism is a real threat. Um, and like I said, they have some success at the state and local level. And, and I'm sure there are suburbs of, of Philadelphia and even suburbs of Pittsburgh um, where there's a liberal enclave that will embrace a sort of Green New Deal. Normally, the ones who do that are the ones who can afford the higher costs. They can afford the carbon uh, uh, offset pricing, etc. But it's the poor, the underclass, the very people they claim to care about are the ones who are always going to suffer. Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. Hard break. I really appreciate you being on, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Okay, see you later. Daniel Turner of Power of the Future, and we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump claims the groundswell of African-American support in response to his comments about rat-infested areas of Baltimore. The president says the White House has been flooded with people thanking him for exposing Baltimore's issues. They really appreciate it. And everything else he's accomplished. What I've done for African-Americans in two and a half years... No president has been able to do anything like it. The polls do not reflect that. Gallup reports his approval among black Americans hit 8% last month. A Quinnipiac University poll today finds 80% of registered African-American voters think he's racist. The president says he's the least racist person in the world. Fake news does not report it properly. Sagar Magani, Washington. On Wall Street, the debt on by 23 points. The Nasdaq dropped 19. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Larry Elder wants to know where we are. There's a poll in Rasmussen, poll of Democrats. Is it racist for a white politician to criticize the political views of a politician of color? Doesn't say what the criticism is. Whether the criticism is warranted. What prompted the criticism. Doesn't matter. 32% of Democrats said yes. Where are we? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Very busy out there. Now we've got a lot of delays on the inbound Parkway West. Going to see that from Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the outbound side, heavy Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Parkway East, very heavy outbound Boulevard. The Allies to Edgewood, Swissdale. Inbound Forest Hills to Squirrel Hill Tunnel and approaching the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound Liberty Bridge slowing down. An accident. Watch out for it in White Oak 48 at McKee Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
A shower or a thunderstorm around early this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and humid tonight. Low 67. Times of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a shower or thunderstorm around once again. Humid, high 79. Partly cloudy and humid tomorrow night. Low 64. Then pleasant for Thursday with partial sunshine. High 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Randy Adkins. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's time to take another look at the amazing amount of stupidity that you can find on a college campus these days. Also, a good time to look at why it costs so much to go to college these days. Apparently, the colleges are spending a lot of money to make sure that the kiddies feel welcome and feel good. And、it's all about diversity. Ellie Gardley wrote about the huge amount of money being spent on diversity administrators, and she joins us now. Ellie, thanks for being here. Thanks, John, for having me on. So, according to your story, 98% of the top 200 universities in America employ something that's called a diversity officer. Now, I went to college a long time ago, so can you help me out, out with, help me out with、uh, what exactly a diversity officer is? Officer is. <laughs> yeah, so diversity officers exist at 98% of the top standard universities. So this means people who try to increase minorities as much as possible, as well as running programs、um, usually associated with social justice causes、mm-hmm. to increase inclusivity. So they do things like safe zone training. Uh, social justice training. And they also do as much reach out as they can to recruit minority students to come to their college. Okay, now,、uh, call- so this isn't like multicultural student services,、uh-huh. which give support to minority students. This is people who are trying to make college as equal and inclusive to all races as possible. Okay. And College Pulse.、Uh- Interviewed 3,001 college students. Apparently, not too many of them are even aware that there is a diversity officer on campus, are they? Yeah, even though 98% of top universities have these, only 60% are aware of them. So that means that 19% of students feel that these diversity offices have helped them. And the vast majority think that they haven't helped them in any way. So. Uh, it was an interesting finding to see that. I wonder, I wonder if, if, you, if on Ken, this is, I know that this is not your department, but it just occurred to me. I wonder if it's okay to say it out loud on campus that you don't think the diversity program is doing any good. I have a feeling、oh, it's、I'm、not、sure、okay. They really would not think that's great. If anyone heard,、um, should we be spending this much money on this? That would be immediately denounced as racist、mm-hmm. at most colleges across the country. Yeah. So it kind of lets them spend as much as they want. So you have the University of Michigan having an $85 million investment in diversity、yeah. and spending $11 million a year on salaries for these people. Yeah. Then American University, $61 million spent on increasing inclusivity in 2019 alone. So it's very high spending and totally accepted by the students. and In the survey, we asked students, do you think your university should be spending this? Is this the right amount? And the vast majority said, oh, yeah, they're probably spending the right amount on diversity efforts. Oh, boy. So, a very few amount who said, I think it was about 23% said, my university might be spending a little too much. So, so they don't care that, that much about how much money is being spent on it. Why would they care? They, you know, they've all. They don't, they're not thinking about how, how that might be affecting the tuition that their parents are paying. You know?、um, yeah.、Uh, but there's lots of talk these days about the cost of tuition.、Um, you mentioned there's one diversity administrator who makes $407,000 a year, one guy, one person,、uh, at Michigan. Yeah, that's right. So he is the chief diversity officer. Right. And he makes, four, he's the chief diversity officer. Right. And he makes $407,000, but he's not the only one who has a giant salary.、Um, at the University of Michigan, there's actually、um, two, over two dozen employees who make over $100,000 who just focus on diversity initiatives. 
So, <clears throat> so this is not just low-level people. No, no. These are high-level positions with provost titles who are solely focused on diversity yeah. and making their university as diverse and inclusive and those sorts of things as possible. 28 people in his department, according to your story, making $100,000 yeah, a year or more in Michigan. Yeah, just at the University of Michigan. And that's actually not unusual. There's um, a couple other colleges I was looking at that do very similar things. And I talked a lot about the University of Michigan, but this is very common across America. And colleges um, think that they have to do this to... Uh, be on par with their peers, and it's the new thing to have these uh, diversity offices. Fifteen years ago, these barely existed, but now yeah, colleges are spending millions and millions of dollars on it. I wonder how much of it is... I wonder, I wonder how many of the people who are actually involved in it really think it's doing that much good, or how much of it is, well, we have to show how woke we are, and you know, we have to have this department because everybody else does. As you said, they're keeping up with their peers. But, I mean, uh, how many how right. many people actually think that somebody deserves to make $407,000 a year to handle diversity? Right. Well, they have, um, they, give, they have to give information on how much they've affected the university and the change that they've caused. And so one of their biggest roles is to increase minorities at universities. Mm-hmm. So at the University of Michigan, for example, in the past five years, the diversity office has been able to increase minority enrollment uh, 35%. And however, they're not doing as well on increasing faculty diversity. So one of their big things is they try to convince hiring committees to hire minority candidates and increase the number of minority faculty members. But a study from 2018 from the National Bureau of Economic Research found that actually there was no statistically significant impact on increasing faculty members because of diversity offices. <laughs> and actually, after schools got diversity offices, the amount of tenured minority faculty members actually decreased. So they're trying to stay accountable in some way with the work that they're doing, but some people are pushing back and saying, you know, what is this doing? Right. And wondering, you know, what numbers can we put on what's happening with well, the amount that we're spending on this. And you mentioned that University of Michigan is spending $85 million to transform diversity culture. It's a lot of transforming. Um, but they also spent, uh, according to your story, $10 million for a multicultural student center. That's a pretty big building with a lot of stuff. Yeah. To teach multiculturalism, what what could you possibly put in a what would you need a ten million dollar building for that for? Yeah, so I talked to a couple of University of Michigan students about this multicultural center, and I was like, "What is in there? Do you know?" And yeah. they ha- they pretty much had no idea. They said, "Well, I'm white, so I would never go in there. I don't think I would feel welcome. So I don't really know what goes on in there." So that's nice. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's. Um, there's centers for different races, I've heard, at the University of Michigan. They, I was there a couple of years back, and I passed by a room in the old multicultural uh, student building. This was actually a replacement of the old building, and it was a an African room for people of African ancestry to gather together, and it was for one particular race. And that has generated some controversy to have a room for one race at a university. So I'm not sure what ended up happening. What ended up happening with that? Well, no, I wonder. Um, uh, how, how about just going to class and getting over yourself? Do you know if did you find anywhere that anybody is promoting that on a college campus? <laughs> you know, like uh, like maybe spend a million dollars on that. Here's an idea for you: <laughs> get over yourself. You know, just go to class. <laughs> and that's not happening, is it? <laughs> No. Uh, uh, These administrations are just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, and here's my, I like these I like these uh, totals. Um, I mean, not totals, titles. Uh, the, uh, yeah. what, the provost. Wait, couple, I'm gonna f- uh, yeah. Go Assistant ahead. You can run a, run a few provost. by me. Yeah. <laughs> Assistant 
Vice Provost for Equity, Inclusion, and Academic Affairs. So uh, let me ask you something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I just thought of something. Assistant Vice Provost. That means there is a vice, there's a provost, there's a vice provost, and then the vice provost has to have an assistant because it's an assistant. (laughs) It's not just the vice provost, (laughs) it's assistant vice provost. And there could be like eight assistant vice provosts, right? Yeah, there are, uh, at the University of Michigan, there are three vice provosts for diversity. <laughs> and provost is a pretty big position at colleges, so, yeah. Uh, what, uh, and, and there are some other ones. you have some other titles there? I don't have written down here. I, I don't have the story right in front of me, but uh, yeah. you, uh, the, it's the vice Director provost of equity. academic and- multicultural initiatives. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Well, the assistant vice provost is a, is assistant vice provost for equity, inclusion, and academic affairs. That's that's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's the full title. Yeah, that's nice. Now, I wonder if we, you could break that down. You could have a vice president of inclusion, or a vice provost of just inclusion, <laughs> or a vice provost of just equity. Uh, I, you know, I, again, I know you didn't do this, but uh, maybe another story for the Daily Caller, because I'm way too busy for this, but maybe another story could be finding out exactly what the Assistant Vice Provost for Equity, Inclusion, and Academic Affairs, I think it's at Michigan, uh, what, what that person mm-hmm. does in a typical eight-hour day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that might be hard to find that. Um uh, no, 12% of students who are aware of a diversity administrator who actually think their existence has made their college experience worse. I like those people. So that, that's true, right? 12% think think it's actually worse because of it? Yeah, that's right. Why do you suppose that yeah. is? Well, um, a lot of people say that the diversity offices promote social justice causes that are associated with the left. Mm-hmm. So... All of these administrators are most likely left-leaning, and sometimes the things that they do are politically charged, and people who are more right-leaning perhaps are not in favor of the university spending millions on something that could be interpreted as being politically leaning to one way. Yeah. Now, And somewhere, uh, was it in uh, North Dakota, somewhere out west, where uh, some legislators actually asked the college about it and said, uh, what, what good is this doing and why are we doing this? Yeah, so in South Dakota, they recently uh, passed this law that requires universities to report how they're promoting um, free speech and intellectual diversity. And in a letter that lawmakers in South Dakota wrote um, about this new law to colleges, they said that they pretty much want these diversity offices dismantled because they think that they do the social justice causes associated with the political left. Yeah, and, and it's, it's propaganda or or, or indoctrination. That's what they say, yeah. yeah, and apparently men have less patience for this insanity than women. Oh yeah, um, women were uh, much more likely to be in favor of this. Over twice as many women said that diversity efforts by universities are very important. And for people who said it was not at all important, it was three times as many men as women who said that That's diversity efforts are not important. So there's definitely a gender imbalance. And I also noted uh, noticed when I was looking at this, but I don't have any numbers to back this up, but it seems like there's a lot more women in these diversity administrations than men. Uh, somehow that doesn't surprise me either. Um uh, I uh, so how do these colleges justify the expense? Uh, you mentioned uh, in your piece um, that um, uh, that uh, the Detroit News did a um, an editorial about what's going on in Michigan, and then the, the school tried to justify what's going on there. Yeah, so the Detroit News wrote this editorial that said that they said it is a fine goal to make campuses more diverse and inclusive. But beefing up the college bureaucracy is not the best way to get there. So the University of Michigan responded to this, and they said, um, and they talked about in defending it, that they believe that diversity has a direct correlation with improving academic excellence and bettering research. 
And so I looked into the ways that the University of Michigan defends their spending on diversity. And they spend a lot of time talking about how they have data to back up the idea that um, problem solving and research is better when there's people from different backgrounds. So Robert Sellers, who's the chief diversity officer at Michigan. Said, That's the guy uh, making 407 a year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 407,000 every year said much of the knowledge we gain and breakthroughs we have result from individuals looking at a problem slightly differently as a function of their backgrounds. Yeah. Well, I wonder how that applies to the engineering department when you're doing, you know, physics. <laughs> how does that how do you need a diversity officer to influence the way that's taught? I yeah, I'm not sure how their race directly impacts the way that they are able to design things. And I would be very interested to look at their data that says that people's races affect yeah. the way that people are able to come up with proper solutions. It seems like well, that wouldn't have a direct correlation, be more so people overall. Ellie. And- Ellie Gardy of the um, of the uh, Daily Caller we're talking to. I want to finish up. Just what what do you think is going to be the reaction from colleges to this? I mean, I'm sure they push back and say this is a very vital thing that we do. We need to have diverse campuses, and they'd argue that this is probably one of the most important things they do to have a society that is as inclusive as possible. Yeah. So I'm sure they really want to justify the expense and think it's really worth it. Okay, Ellie, I really appreciate you uh, coming on with us. It's a really interesting story. I think it's going to make a lot of people who are now spending money on their children to go to college pretty uh, unhappy, I would think, when they see some of this. But who knows? But thanks for being on with us. I really appreciate it. Okay, that's Ellie Gardy. Thank you. We'll be right back. I want to go to college for the rest of my life. Sip Bankers Club and drink Miller Lite. On Thirsty Thursday and Tuesday night ice. And I can get pizza a dollar a slice. So fill up my cup. I'm next on the table. A couple of weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity to people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable the way they construct these things. They have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The Original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an Original Mattress. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. 
But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Morning Bullets is asking for the public to respond to a nationwide poll that could help shape political policy in 2020. This is your chance to be heard by the decision makers all the way up the chain. Their question, should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Visit TrumpsPulseOnAmerica.com to let your voice be heard before the decisions are made for you. Medical services are guaranteed by the Emergency Treatment and Active Labor Act and require hospitals to provide care regardless of citizenship, legal status, or ability to pay. The Federation for American Immigration Reform reported that medical expenditures for illegal immigrants was over $17 billion in 2017 alone. The decision is up for debate and the policymakers want to hear what the public thinks. Should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Go to TrumpsPulseOnAmerica.com now to vote. That's TrumpsPulseOnAmerica.com. TrumpsPulseOnAmerica.com. Be heard. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Now, how about if we finish with uh, some sports, sort of, uh, the soccer team, you know, the women's soccer team, national team, um, they're suing and they're complaining about not being paid what the men are paid. Well, apparently uh, they didn't make a lot of money. Uh, the president of uh, the soccer, the, the World Federation, the U.S. Federation, he says that uh, in WNT, that's World Women's National Team Games, have generated a net profit uh, in only two years, 2016 and 2017, and across the 11-year period of 2009 to 29 through 2019, um, guaranteed, uh, generated, I should say, a net loss of 27.5 million dollars. So that's losing money. Now, somebody associated with the uh, women's team says that it's a bunch of BS. Uh, the numbers USSF uses are utterly false, which, among other things, inappropriately include uh, salaries of the players to inflate the women's players' compensation. But uh, So there's the counter to the women claiming they don't get paid enough. They don't make a lot of money. That's kind of the way it works. It's called business. We'll talk to you tomorrow, I think. Thanks. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.